0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Ath Geeks podcast, the ep- the show where athletes and geeks collide. I just want to thank y'all all for tuning in and making this a part of your weekly routine. Anyways, I'm Adrian. That's Spells. And how you doing today, Spells? You took a week off, so I need to know. I need to check in. How you doing?
1: I got sick during my week off, so I might cough and sniffle during this part. But, you know, I'm still living. I don't think it's the coronavirus, so that's a blessing. But the real is back. The veil is back. Flow Bananas Pilled is back, nigga. We still alive. Still top three rappers did are alive.
0: Debate your mama. I don't know what that was, but... <laughs> anyway... Oh man! Speaking of rappers, though, that's what we jumping into. That's how we're starting off today. Um, so you you, you peeped the new Cole, right?
1: That's what that whole intro was about, man. See, you're not yeah. really a real Cole fan. You, don't...
0: I wasn't even listening to you. I'm not even gonna lie to you. Well,
1: that's your first mistake.
0: <laughs> well, what was your what's what your what's your thoughts on the Cole?
1: Uh, still not better than Born center but a good album, like, I wasn't like, damn, he spent all this time to give us this. And I was really impressed that he gave his features. I think it's the first album in a long time that he gave. I think it's like maybe the last two albums he didn't have features on. So it was good to see him, like, heavy emphasis, have a Cam Ron appearance, have a little bit, have a little baby, I guess J. Cole 4PF now. Uh, Shit. He had, he had somebody else on there I was like damn Oh, 21, 21 on it Yeah 21 21 was on there He kinda He kinda owed 21 though Cause he hopped on 21 shit A while back So I figured he'd be on that shit And then
0: 21 out wrapped him on that song too No he didn't Yeah he did No he didn't Yeah, yeah
1: it, I, I, J. Cole Has probably Been in peril Of being out rapped Less than five times And like that was by like goats, like Jay Z, on bullshit songs, and like Nas, twenty one did not out rap you. See, you don't got your you don't got your hotel cap on, and you don't got your listening ears on, man. You got. I did.
0: I do. I definitely. I definitely feel like on those two songs that he had baby and twenty one on that on those songs they had better verses than Cole on those.
1: So baby, probably. So I didn't. only heard the one him and baby one time. Only only ran the album through twice. Uh, yeah, only, I ran only, through
0: three times. Like, I only caught really the, the baby first time. Once. Oh, see, yeah, you got to go to a third time. You hit, you know, the first time you just get a like, you know, you get a raw feel for you. But okay, some things point out, some things don't. You just be like okay, cool. That second time you really be listening, and then that third time you take that deep dive in. And the first time I was like, okay, this is it's okay. This is cool. Second time I was like, all right, I, I, I rock with that 21. I rock with that 21. I rocked with the baby. And I was like, okay, okay. I, 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 I like the, the baby was like, you know, he yeah, little baby cool. So I rocked with that. And the third time I was like, yeah, yeah, this, uh, this album solid, but I, I was, I posted some things talking about this not really, I'm not really feeling it. And some of my homies and one of my homegirls hit me up. They they saw me post and they started, cause I was ranting about it. They, they um hit me up and they were like, what are you talking about? Like we listened to the, we haven't even finished the album, but we only, we seven songs in and it's heat, blah, 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 X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, I was saying, I'm not feeling it. And this not it, but I wasn't saying it because of like, it was bad. Like it, it was, a, it, it was cool. I even said, I said, it's solid, but I'm not feeling anything. You know what I mean by that? You know, when you normally listen to that, Cole, you know, like, I'm talking like, like old school, Cole, like 07, 08, 09, 10, like Cole, you you know, you feel some. you know what I mean? Yeah, so, I
1: mean, it's not, I think people keep checking for the Cole pre, pre-Born Center, pre-Forest Hill Drive. They checking for like the get up and the warm up, J. Cole, the Friday Night Lights J. Cole, but people don't realize that that wasn't even his final form you know what i mean I, like he, i
0: feel you yeah he he changed he changed too he changed a lot man, when I he mean, went to yeah he
1: changed he, and he he dropped at a way more consistent rate than his peers at his level you know he he put out more i want to say more music but he just gave more like j cole was producing at a high level like an elite level rapper as an elite level rapper like from the jump like some of his best work was not an album, you know what I'm saying. Friday Night Lights is probably at the porn Center one of his best projects ever, you know. Yeah, While some are
0: like songs or mixtapes, Wale know?
1: can't say that Drake is probably the only rapper because Kendrick can't say that either because Kendrick mixtapes were good, but they weren't Friday Night Lights or um, fucking blinking. Drake's mixtape so far gone. It wasn't so far gone. So you know, J Cole he. He's he's been at that tippity tippity top. But the difference between him and Drake and even Kendrick is the fact that he continue getting better as a rapper. Drake has gotten better as an artist. Like his bars have not like wowed me any more than his old bars did. He could always rap really, really well. But Cole is just, you know, the different flows and still remaining mean- true to himself and the subject matter.
0: I, I mean, I guess the in the subject, but not with the flow. Like, I don't, I'm not, I'm not rocking with the new flows because it feels like he's doing the same thing, like kind of how like Drake does. Like they, they conform to whatever is hot right now. You know, they try, they, 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 go into the like the mainstream rap. They're not really sticking to, in my view, they're not really sticking to themselves. That's why, I, that's why I was saying it wasn't it because they're not sticking to. I was expecting that old Cole, but then I'm sounding like he's sounding like he's trying to make radio music.
1: Nah nah. Like it's nah. still- the so like fuck it, was it Amari, I think was the song where he kind of adopted like a little what we would call a mumble rap flow, but the subject matter was the same. You know what I'm saying? He always he always talked about niggas. But like I said, I am not confu- like,
0: I'm not saying nothing about the subject. I'm saying I'm talking about the flow. The flow so, is what I said. Like all right, that's what, like going man Do you not
1: want him to conform? Like you want him to stay doing doing shit that people don't listen to no more?
0: Well, whenever it's just whenever I think of Cole and I'm like, okay, this is what I'm trying to go to. When I go to Cole for a certain thing. Like I'm like, when I when so I never
1: got a jumper is what you saying?
0: No, I'm not saying he should never got a jumper. It
1: sound like me. It sound like I'm, you not,
0: I'm not. I'm not. I promise you, I'm not. I said the album's still solid. It's still solid. I just so when he
1: did when he conformed to what the mainstream rappers were doing, did he do it better than the mainstream rappers were doing? No. Nah. So he took the flow and then he inserted he, it in he, nah.
0: Uh, I still, I'm still, I'm not. I got, maybe I got listen to a four times. I'm not hating. I'm not feeling. I don't feel. I listened to it three times. I listened to it one time on my way to work, and then I finish on my way to work and everything. Listen to it a second time at work. Listen to it when I came home. I'm to it three. I'm just. I don't feel anything when you know when you hit that music. You be like, dang, yeah. They were speaking, they they talking, they doing X, Y, and Z. You feeling the you feeling it. I listened to it, I was like, damn, I'm not feeling nothing. Nah, i, I was a, like I made
1: an ugly face in the first song.
0: Man. Like I said, the first like when I first listened to it, I was like, okay, whatever. But I'm not I wasn't I'm not saying like the music not good. I'm saying it doesn't I don't feel anything. I didn't feel anything listening to it. I wasn't really rocking with it like to it like he he didn't hit my soul. He he wasn't like it, I don't know how to explain, it wasn't like cold to me. So I don't so, think,
1: but okay, go ahead. Finish your point.
0: No, I'm about to say, so cause I was like, I was talking to some cats at work, and they they were like I said, like, like I told my homies and my um homegirl, they were texting me, talking about like, I'm hey, they said the same thing I'm hating, they don't and I'm I'm just not feeling it. I talked to some other people and then they were like, Yeah, we see what you're talking about with the more mainstream thing. They're like, they're not really rocking with that either. They they want the old school code. So I see both sides. I'm still gonna rock with it because like I said, it's solid. It's still cool. It's still good to listen. But I'm not, I'm not trying to. People hyping it up like this, it's all this, but I'm like, it's really not that great to me. Cause if it, if it can't make me feel nothing, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not rocking with it like that.
1: Had to give that a moment of silence, because I just all respect I have for you just died. For what? Hey man. It's all right. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it.
0: <laughs> what you mean? <laughs>
1: it, w- it wasn't for you. I get it. I get it. Good music, bars, you know, substance, good flow. Bro, get the music, hell out PC. of here. What you talking? I get it. Good music ain't for you. That's fine. Um That's true, man. let me ask you this. Let me bounce this off you. So did you see the graphic uh that he's posted it like 3 times where like he has like the notebook and he pretty much pinned out like his plan for like releases. So he did the Revenge of the Dreamer shit earlier. And then, you know, he dropped the off season, which was what he just dropped now. Then his next is supposed to be It's a Boy. And then the third one's supposed to be The Fall Off, which is supposed to be like his last album. Do you think he already has those other two albums
0: done? And like this was just like a warm up? Um I can see one album being done. And him just holding off on it because, with rap game, with the rap game, you know, being so constant with changing, and him still trying to be current in everything else, he's gonna match whatever they do. I don't think he would go two albums ahead because I feel like that's giving it too much time for something else, like a, a somebody else to pop up in the rap game and like we change the flow. What's the mainstream rappers doing now? I don't you think know what he's
1: mean? trying to be current. I think he just bullshitting. Like, I think. I think he probably wrote this album in the span of a month. No bullshit. He probably wrote the album in a month and then spent another couple months just fine-tuning and mastering it or some shit. Maybe trying to get the features together and see what sounds better with what song. But like, I don't think I don't think it's a struggle for him to remain relevant in the mainstream. I just think it's like a sportsmanship thing. Like he like, oh, this is what you little niggas like. All right, cool. Let me show the little niggas do it at the old nigga style. Like he just he's playing. I I don't think this is I don't even think this is his best effort and that's not cuz the music doesn't sound like it. It's just I know Cole. I know how Cole sounds and I know how he he has a good ear for music. So if he wants something to sound like him, he's going to make it sound like him. He knows that mumble rap shit don't sound like him. So
0: exactly okay. that's what i'm saying so that's what i'm saying like you say, he know he got that ear for music and you say you agree he's bullshitting so I'm like, if he's bullshitting that's why i'm saying it's not slapping to me no
1: no no like, he's, not he's bullshitting as in like like how larry bird used to bullshit with niggas before he dropped 50 and he would just tell like yo i'm about to drop 50 he's still dropping 50 on your head you know what i mean it's just it's a it's what they call a light 50 the kids say it you know what i'm saying it just comes off easy for him he, he's bullshitting it's, this wasn't this album wasn't important to him. Like, If someone said this shit was trash to his face, he probably wouldn't care. But it still slaps. It's,
0: it's solid. Oh, I'm not saying slap. It's solid. <laughs> you can take that deep breath You, This shit's solid. This shit's solid. <laughs> That's all I can say. So
1: uh, I asked you that question earlier because I have this theory that he's going to drop at least another album before the year's over. Okay. And I really want to get crazy and say he's going to do two, but I think he's going to just drop one more. Like the it's the Boy title sounds like, because, you know, the off season, if you think about, like because he, he does like a basketball analogy with most of his albums and shit, because he went the get up, the warm up, Friday Night Lights, all three sports basketball centric. Then he went sideline story for his debut. He Then he skipped it for like born Center. So, he's, you know, he went away from that basketball shit. But now with the offseason, once again, you know, a basketball-centric thing where you spend – like, what, what do basketball players, players do in the offseason? They spend their summer refining their game, working on their game, doing different shit, a.k.a. mumble rap. Just I'm play not play saying – Let, yeah. Let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. <laughs> You know, so that that just seems like he was kind of he's trying to bring some finality to his career. And I think with the it's the boy title, he's probably going to be talking about the birth of his son. If he has a son, I think he does. I don't really care if he does or not. So that's probably gonna be a little bit more introspective, personal cold instead of the, you know, the struggling to stay mainstream shit that you think he's doing. So I I could see. I
0: didn't say struggling to stay mainstream. I said I just felt like that's where he was trying to go with this. He was trying to fit in with the norm. Like I can see what you're talking about, but like he just trying to show like old school come new school. Like he was just like, "Hey, I I am that nigga. I can I can do what y'all do too." This is y'all. I feel like because you know there's a lot of slander. If you go you on know, social media, there's a lot of slander about Cole talking about nobody wants to listen to Cole. Cole boring X Y and Z. You know you remember that time when Cole had all that hate.
1: Just like Wale used to get hate, but they both solid as. Yeah. Lyrical yeah, I'm not addresses. saying they're
0: not solid. I'm saying like I think he, I think he took from that saying like, oh y'all saying I'm boring, I can't do this and I can't do this, and your favorite rapper better than me. Then we dropped this. He tries to go mainstream just to show you he can do it. And I'm again, I say I didn't say the album, but the album is solid. I'm just not feeling it because I was really, I, I, I was hoping for old Cole. I got mainstream Cole. I didn't really feel anything. Maybe if I would have went into the album with a more open like mind, maybe I was like, I didn't have no expectations. It would have been better. But my expectations for it, where I wanted it to, ver- to where it was and where it hit, I'm like, eh, it's solid. So that's that's all I'm saying. Like Maybe he was going, maybe you're right. He's doing that old school, new school thing.
1: You know what's triggering me is that you using the word try. Is that you're <laughs> using the word try. Because he's doing he's doing it's like he's not he's doing it. He's not trying shit. He just doing it. But I digress, you know. <laughs> my fists are clenched. <laughs> <laughs>
0: they go, <laughs> they clinch like author, they get hot. Hell yeah. Over me. I'm not even saying nothing like to disrespect. I respect Cole. I'm just saying. I don't like a lot of that main a lot of mainstream shit that comes out here, man. I'm cussing a lot this episode. We're gonna have to mark this one as explicit this episode. We don't ever have mixed this is gonna be an explicit episode. Every episode
1: I'm gonna is explicit.
0: <laughs> but um yeah, I gotta stop drinking while while we do these recordings because I start <laughs> <laughs> my mouth though, I start cussing too freely. Um but what? Well, damn, I don't even remember I was going i do not even remember what we were talking about because I started saying that. You are cool. wrapping up your
1: hate for J. Cole, but I'll, I'll yo, wrap it up for yo. you, man. J. Cole is the best artist out right now. Are you other rappers too? Pussy to drop first. Kendrick, Drake, I'm talking to you. J. Cole <laughs> dropped first. May, my birthday weekend. He did it. Your turn. Yo. Drake, Drake <laughs> You realize Drake Odo's album in fucking January and it's May right now? He, he used yeah. a little excuse that he broke his leg as an excuse to not drop that shit. But he also yeah, broke he his did. leg in like December or January. The album should have been. Did nice. you listen?
0: Hey, when he did you listen to his verse on that Nikki, that first Nikki song, that yeah. first, yeah, or was it second song? No, it was the first song of, of her course, album. Of that, course, I
1: did. I'm OVO hard man. It's, of course, I did. Yeah.
0: So <laughs> when he was talking about the, um, this not first time carrying him while on two crutches. I didn't know if he was talking about with him breaking his leg or him carrying Nikki and Lil Wayne on that song. You know what he was talking Kay. about. What do you mean?
1: He, You know, he was carrying them too on that song, man.
0: Yeah, that sounds like... Let's
1: have a Let's have an honest conversation about Nicki Minaj, man. Can we have an honest conversation? Yeah. I know that, I know that this is a podcast, and the platform's intent is to respect women. So, <laughs> I, missed the last, I missed last week's episode, so let me first off start by saying, happy belated Mother's Day to all my queens out there. I hope that you got the weekend you deserve. I know I spent my weekend giving my wife everything that she I could and everything that she deserved. Happy Mother's Day to you too as well, Nicki Minaj. If you hear this, but she should have stayed retired.
0: <laughs> hey, she, hey, I'm you're not wrong. <laughs> she should. I was like when I first saw, I, I didn't even know about the album until you said. I and literally we, didn't know anything about so it, here, a Nicki. Album until you said so.
1: So here's what gets me. It's it's not even really an album. She this is how she, she's she mixtape. Nicki Minaj is about her money. So I'll, I will never take away from her business acumen or even her ability to rap. You know what I'm saying? She can rap. But here's where the issue comes for me. And this is a bear with me, feel free to jump in whenever you want, because I can get long-winded with this. And it's this might be a tricky, I might get us canceled, you know. So <laughs> you know, have how your foot in the button. Don't be scared to mute me. She repackaged the old mixtape, which was highly successful when it came out, like in like 09. And then she dropped three new songs on it. So essentially, what she did was she made a deluxe version of a mixtape. Cool, I don't mind. Get your money, sis. That's fine. But what, what pisses me off is how do I say this? What I sounded sexist? All right. You You're supposed to be retired. And like the purpose on retiring according to you is to like focus on your family. You gave them all you can to the game, blah, blah, blah. And then you peek your head out. You know, you peek your head out. Give us a little bar. But when you give us your bar, you do it with a rat with the Kashi 6ix9ine. So that's just not even honorable. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's not even like I can't even respect it. I can't make myself listen to it. And then I the didn't very next,
0: I just saw that like music video. I saw yeah, people you had like, a out like, all that, movies. all that, all that. Yeah, and I didn't, I didn't that. listen to this. I never listened to this. I still haven't listened to the song.
1: All that. And then the next, the very next time I hear your voice, because I don't, I don't check for Nicki like that. So it's this weekend, and you throwing shots at like you know Cardi and Make, which is cool because rappers are competitive sport and stuff like that. But neither one of them have been checking for you because <clears throat> you've been retired. And so it becomes just like narcissism, like you have to make yourself a victim or make yourself a bad guy as you proclaim.
0: To she like say that in the album, she said the bad guy has to whatever.
1: Yeah, but what don't, don't nobody give did. a fuck about you. You you seen a start set a stripper who don't write her own verses and a legit lyricist that's on the hiatus right now for mental health reasons. And now you pick your time. Not nah, you didn't you didn't come out with this shit when they was both hot. Excuse me, let drink some water. Go ahead and go, go ahead and tell me <laughs> what you think while I try and hydrate myself.
0: Um, well, like I said, I didn't even know Nikki had an album until you told me. You texted me it was like, hey, let's talk about the Nikki on the show. And I said, Nikki dropped? I was like, I was confused. I was like, What are you talking about? You're like, we gotta talk about Nikki. I was like, Well like what she do? Like, is there some news? Like, did she like get in the fight? I'm confused.
1: And, and another like, oh, thing.
0: She- <laughs> okay, go ahead.
1: I'm back. So, like Nikki, <coughs> this isn't about Nikki. It's about her fans, bro. If you a Barb, hit me up at Heart of the City. The E in Heart of the City is spelled with a three. Um, she not top five, and she not top ten. And I'm not talking about I'm not talking about women rappers, because here in the on the Afgeeks podcast, we believe in the quality, and that means I w- I want the women rappers in there with the men rappers. So as a rapper. She's not top five. She's not top ten. She might not be top 25, and I'm just here to tell y'all that right now. So who the fuck does she think she is that I even give a fuck that she unretired on a Friday night slash Saturday morning to give us three new songs on a 09 mixtape like she the shit? Fuck you, Nicki Minaj. Happy (laughs)
0: Monday well okay all right so i'm gonna go back to what i was saying about uh you told me about the nikki i didn't even listen to the whole album i'm not gonna listen to the whole album i ain't listened to Nicki minaj since like 2013 2014 i haven't like legit listened to her it's like 2013 2014 whenever she dropped high school whenever her and wayne dropped high school that was the last legit time i listened to nikki minaj i don't know what year that was but that was early 2010s like somewhere around Because I remember I was in high school when she dropped that. That's the only reason it was relevant to me when she dropped that. So I'm not I'm not gonna sit here and act like <laughs> I listen to Nicki. I know X, Y, and Z. All these things. The only time I ever saw Nicki was when in drama. I saw her with the Miley Cyrus beef. I saw her with the Cardi B beef. I saw her with all these things. And I see the slander of Nicki Minaj or the fan girls of Nicki Minaj. I see both sides.
1: But you see, do you see the trend?
0: You see how yeah this you, that you, she goes out of her way to try to start some beef to keep her relevant. And you know what pisses me off about Nikki though? Because we need to get down to this. Hold up, we need because like I said, I don't even listen to Nikki. But hell yeah. anytime like I was saying, the people that she does point up, you don't ever see her going after any niggas or anything. No. She always tries to bring down another female artist in the game she acts like not she reminds me of kind of like a shaquille not everybody can eat not everybody you feel like you can't everybody can't eat And
1: she exists in a different space than the rest of these female rappers like she's literally one of like when i said when i was talking about like the top five top whatever list that was just pure lyrical ability in terms of appeal and pop and who people want to see Like, she's up there with the Drakes and the Beyonce's and the Lil Wayne's. You know what I'm saying? Like, she can pack out arenas anywhere the fuck she goes. These other rappers, male or female, cannot do that. So there's not even, like, they hurting her money. You know what I'm saying? So, like, this this hate that she displays seemingly towards other female artists is just vanity-based. And that really throws me the fuck off. Because, of Same,
0: because it's like you should want them to eat you should want those female can you, especially because you talk you talk about being pro woman and everything like that And you talk right. about all these things with women right? right. you know how hard it is right. in the game especially for a female artist you know how hard it is to be in that game mm-hmm. and for you to bring down another female artist or to try to start a beef that because they're eating not even because you have a real problem with them just because they're eating and you feel like that's going to take away from you eating and only you can eat that's mm-hmm. a problem because you talking, but your actions don't, like, match your words. You talking about you want these other females to eat. You want to, like, all these women things, women this, that, and everything else, like, but you don't really want them to eat because <clears throat> the second they start eating, you start
1: causing a problem with And them. you know how I know she don't? But you look at all these other rappers who put themselves at the Pinnacle of Rap, <coughs> dog, I might not make it. They, <laughs> they portray themselves as CEOs. Lil Wayne. Sign Drake, sign, sign Nicki, sign Tiger, May Young Money. Jay-Z got Kanye. You got Cameron. You know what I'm saying? You got rock, you got Rockefeller slash rock Nation from that. Jay-Z eventually signed J. Cole. Kendrick Lamar, while he did not sign artists, he was part of a collective that still rock with each other to this day. And he gives his features to younger artists in that collective. Sasha Isaiah Rizad, School, Schoolboy Q, Absol, J-Rock. You know what I'm saying? You you see the trend with these other rap, these rap legends, where they just give back. And you know, Kanye West, Big Sean, he gave us Big Sean. he gave us Two chains, He gave us Pusha T. He didn't give us Pusha T, but Pusha T signed to him. You you see, they they grow their family tree. You know, <clears throat> what artist has Nicki Minaj signed? What female artist has Nicki Minaj promoted, other than herself? Don't worry, I'll wait. Talk about it. I'll wait. Can't name one, right? I wonder why that is come on man it's let's take a break and we're back you got a good break man
0: yeah, you're straight, you know, finish my drink, sitting here, chilling.
1: Feeling drowsy?
0: I am. I am, actually. I'm old. I can't drink like that no more. I I just pour two shots in. I'm out.
1: What are you, like 24? Yeah. You're too young to be having, we ready to go to sleep after a cup, man. All right, though, but let's dive right into this, Uh, the world of boxing, man. We didn't get to talk about the Canelo fight last weekend because I was absent. That's on me. Did you watch the fight?
0: I did watch the fight. I watched the fight. I made sure this is like the act- the first actual fight I've actually just went out of my way to watch. The only other fight I've the only I've only seen three fights in my life. This mm-hmm. fight, the um, what's it called Floyd versus McGregor fight, mm-hmm. and um, Floyd versus Pacquiao. I only saw those other two because the Floyd Pacquiao was because my uncle had a big watch party, so my mom and them went over there. So I went over there. Of course, I got to go over there with them. Mm-hmm. Then the second one um, was the McGregor, yeah, the McGregor one, and that was when I was over there at Tyndall. Were you over there at um, Bice's house?
1: No, I was actually at my wife's family's house.
0: Oh, okay, yeah, Bice had this big party, so all like the (coughs) CSTs, all like the people from the comics, like a bunch of like people went over there, and we all watched the fight there. And I was like, "Damn, I missed that invite." Yeah, we all were just over there chilling. We all just watching drinking, chilling, doing everything like that. And then now, this fight, can you told me to watch this fight? Can you ask me about it? I was like, I don't really watch boxing. I don't know nothing about boxing. You said, peep the fight. I peeped the fight. I was watching it. I was very confused because when I see a fight, I see the boxing, like, that's the thing. I don't really understand the whole boxing aspect. I understand it, but I don't at the same time. Like I took kickboxing for like six months and everything, Mm -hmm. and like, I tried it. It was cool and everything. But actually like just going through the training and everything cuz we we did hand, we know we did we sparred and everything, but actually seeing like legit pros do it and seeing all the like the dodging and what doesn't really consider not really count as a hit and everything watching them score and everything, I was trying to I was kind of confused on the scoring. Yeah. I was watching it, but I was trying to there I was they were they mentioned, you know, they mentioned the score and they mentioned stuff like that throughout it. And I'd be like, How do they get them points for that? How's that count? How's that? And I was like, I was more focused on the scoring yeah. than the actual fight.
1: That's a great point. So I So that leads me to two points. First off, whenever you listen to the announcers, so like normally when you get scores, like in the midst of a fight, it's the announcer's card right. And so how accurate that score is just depends on like how jaded that announcer is and how well he knows. How well he's seeing the fight. So generally, when you score a boxing card, then you can do it yourself at home and be pretty accurate if you follow like these three parameters. Excuse me. The like the pace, meaning who's who's being the aggressor. Um, what they call a ring generalship. So who's using the ring to their advantage? Who's who's up against the ropes all the time, or who's pushing, who's who's controlling the who's controlling the ring. And then um, <clears throat> Like it's a mix between accuracy and like power punches, and those two can be like interchangeable depending on who the judge is. And so, most people use like those three—you know, the pace, the negativity, the ring, ring generalship—and then like you know, landing like the effectiveness of punches. They use those to score. And so, when it's it's a it's objective, obviously. So sometimes you get like a really wide scorecard if the fight is close. Because some of those rounds can go either way, depending on whether you favor like power sharks or whether you like favor someone pumping out the jab a lot and is landing accurate punches and controlling the fight that way. So it's sometimes it's really hard in a good fight to score it because you don't know what the judges are doing. <coughs> that fight I thought was pretty easy to score. Um, like it w- it went eight rounds. It ended before the ninth round came out. I heard some judges give it, like, score at 4-4. Four, four. I probably would have gave it – it probably would have been, like, more of a 5-3 one for me. Canelo definitely took two rounds off um, where he wasn't, like, really it – it was a good fight, man. Billy Joe Saunders, he used his jab really effectively. He's really quick, quicker than Canelo was expecting. And it was hard for Canelo. because You saw early in the fight Canelo was, like, walking him down and, like, landing a lot of power shots to the body. And he wasn't really scared of Joe Saunders' power, but then like Billy Joe Saunders did some weird shit, where he just kind of switched up the rhythm, but he was throwing out his jabs, throw some lips, throw some hooks in there and shit. I mean, it was it was an even fight, bro. But Canelo's power was just the equalizer, man. That the uppercut that broke that dude's face, I mean, ended the fight. He
0: couldn't and even I, open his eye.
1: Couldn't open his eye. That shit closed like immediately. But the the scoring shit, man. It it could have it could have ended real bad for Canelo if they were gonna keep getting scored that way, because when he when he broke that dude's face, <coughs> he probably won that round anyway. But you could tell the other dude was gaining like some confidence. In a championship level fight, you don't want like the other fighter to gain confidence because if if they're not scared of your punches, then like everything you're doing doesn't work. Like your your punches have to stop somebody from doing what they want to do that's how you get the upper hand in the boxing in my opinion but Canelo would have knocked his ass out anyway it, he was he was doing good work to the body that's why that uppercut was, uppercut was open cuz that dude's elbows were in which meant his gloves were like not tucked tight to his face he stayed ducking like he was he set him up for like the first round like Billy Joe Saunders kept ducking kept ducking And Canelo kept on the uppercut and he kept missing until he didn't that was all she wrote but I'm not really here to talk about Billy Joe Saunders, man. So you saw that fight. That fight looked pretty close, right?
0: Yeah, it looked like that's what I was confused about. Because a lot of people, when I was going into it, when I talked to you, I talked to a lot of other people. Everybody was talking about Canelo this, Canelo that. So I was expecting Canelo to go in there and dominate. Because I don't know much about him. Like I said, I told you, like the mm-hmm. I've only seen three fights in my life. This is my third fight. So I was like, okay, so Canelo's going to do X, Y, and Z. Everybody's talking about him. Everybody's hyping him up, so I'm gonna go in there and I'm gonna see. And people aren't people weren't talking about like his strategy and him being a defense fighter. They were talking about like what you just said, like his, like how he was strong. Like they were talking about his power and his knockout ability. And they were talking about like he was gonna, like people made it seem like he was gonna go in there and dominate. So I was like, okay, I went in there, and then when I was, I was I was confused watching, and I was like, this fight looks pretty close. Yeah, people are telling me he's supposed to go in there and dominate and just overpower him and it didn't look like it look you could always tell canelo looked like he was confident just by how he was moving how he was walking how he was just you know his demeanor it looked like he was always confident right like throughout the whole fight he wasn't really like spooked or worried about losing Mm -hmm. but it's still just from a novice's perspective it still looked like it was a close fight and it didn't look like he dominated the way people made it seem like he was going to dominate
1: yeah so i'll say this on that point real quick So the difference, and Canelo always had control of that fight. He may have lost some rounds, but that wasn't really, it wasn't because he was doing anything wrong. It's just because Billy Joe Saunders was being crafty. But the difference in between Canelo and Billy Joe Saunders in that fight, and the reason why I say that he controlled that whole fight is, Billy Joe Saunders' punches did not hurt Canelo. Like, there wasn't a point where Canelo was not coming forward. And that's why you didn't see, like, a lot of the defensive prowess and, like, a lot of a lot of Floyd Made a type mannerisms because there was no need. There is no there was no no fear of like being knocked out because you were coming in wrong. You were just only scared of like losing points on the round. So but when you see Billy Joe Saunders approach Canelo, like anytime Canelo dug down to that body, Billy Joe Sanders was backing his ass up. Anytime Joe anytime Canelo hit him with a straight right, Billy Joe Saunders was backing that ass up. And that power, the difference in power and Canelo's pretty fast too. Just earned the respectability, of Joe Saunders. But that respect wasn't earned from Canelo, so it's like I don't know, man. You the, the more you watch boxing, the more you can just kind of tell. The demeanor tells you a lot about how the fight is going. So even though scorecards say one thing, <coughs> you can tell at the end of the day who's going to win that fight. And I mean, shit happens. Like people get like caught slipping and get knocked out. It happens to the best of them. But barring that, Canelo is going to win that fight by decision. If he didn't knock him out, just because he would have figured that shit out. And if worst, came, worst come to worst, like I said, the punches from Billy Joe Saunders didn't hurt. So Canelo would have just, I guess, ate him and just did some work to the body. But I really, I really asked you that because that fight was close. And everybody says Canelo's in his prime. But before this fight, Canelo said in his prime, he would be Floyd Mayweather. And I'm here to tell you, I watched the film and that shit is a lie. <laughs> because because this is another reason that fight looked closer than the shit Canelo struggles with southpaws and boxers and Even though Floyd Mayweather was not a southpaw He is the best boxer of all time <coughs> Debatable But don't debate it with me And they fought before When Floyd was like 33, 36 or some shit like that And Floyd beat him pretty handily now I imagine they were both. But Canelo their-
0: was young.
1: Canelo was twenty, like twenty three, so he wasn't the Canelo that he is right now. He was not, you know, this physically dominant. He was at welterweight, so he was like in the one forty seven range instead of one sixty eight. So he was lighter. Bobby Floyd was older, so he still should have had power. I mean, there's no excuse. Like, if you could have did it, you would have did it, but you couldn't. And there's no reason to think that Floyd in his twenties would. have would have not have knocked your ass out like he did every other fighter. Like Floyd loves fighting Mexican fighters because they come forward and he's a counter puncher. And so he always catches them slipping because he's too fast and he's still and he had power in his younger days. <coughs> if it took you eight rounds to get Billy Joe Saunders out of the ring and some people say you split four of those rounds with him, you're never going to be ready for Floyd Mayweather. I actually think and This is just me. If Canelo and Floyd may of to fight today, it would go the distance. And it would probably be a win by split decision by either of them. And I would still put my money on Floyd. That's just me. You know what I'm saying? That's just me. I know you saw Floyd fight twice. What you think?
0: Um I was I didn't know much about Floyd during the first fight. He's in the first fight. And that Pacquiao fight was pretty it wasn't exciting to me. Cause it was a lot of ducking and dodging, dipping and everything like that. Like fighting strategically, a lot of people from what I, from what I gathered after the fight were saying Floyd was running the whole time. Floyd was fighting and scared. Floyd was just ducking and dodging, grabbing and everything like that. And I was like, and then afterwards, but then I listened to some other people talking to him, like, well, he's a defensive fighter. So at first I was like, oh, okay. I didn't know much about Floyd. I was like, huh. But then when people said he was a defensive fighter, I was like, so isn't that what he's supposed to do? I yeah. was confused. I was like, isn't he supposed to do? Like, people were like, yeah, but that's like a cowardly way to fight because he makes sure he doesn't get hit and he plays for the score or plays for something like that and wins like that. And I'm like. That's it a, sounds like he's fighting smart to me. Like he's trying to not have only, a lasting career. He's not trying to get hit.
1: Not only is that fighting smart, it's Olympic style boxing. Meaning, you when you go, you're going like sorely off points to the Olympics because you wear a headgear. You can still knock somebody out, but it's hard. So I mean, like you, you really are playing the cards. But I mean, Floyd at his in his thirties did not have punching power. So what's the point of being in there in a firefight and you know you're not going to knock the dude out? It's stupid. And the, the whole point of the game is to hit and not be hit. That's why you got people in wheelchairs that used to box now. People die, you know, in the rain from boxing. They can't wipe their own ass because they got hit in the head too fucking much. It's it's a fucking blessing that Mike Tyson can still walk around and still box at this age with the damage he's taken as a boxer. So people say that, know nothing about boxing for real. Like, it's entertaining to see, like, Slugfest and shit, but... The the real skill is in what Floyd does and what Canelo does and what I mean having an offensive arsenal. I'm really getting choked up here. Having an offensive arsenal is impressive, but it does it leads you to no longevity (coughs) because with one punch everything can change and you lose your belt. With the belt comes endorsement, so when endorsement comes, the money. Mm -hmm. That's why he's money Mayweather.
0: Money Mayweather.
1: Let's get let's yeah. get the basketball man before I fucking pass out in here man I'm struggling.
0: <laughs> that's a bit um God dang, man. I would, like y'all y'all looking good right now y'all 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 solid with I'm talking um, about draft position and everything. I think we're looking okay, at, at like
1: number 3 right now depending on how the balls roll.
0: That's <laughs> the best hey in my opinion that's the best spot to be. Number 3. Yes, three or four, because for some reason, and I'm going to go more in depth in this on the mock draft episode, but again, I've already discussed this in previous times, for some reason, people are discounting Jalen Green. My nigga Jalen Green came out with the tweets talking about, I know if I would have went to college, I would still have my number one spot and I would still be ranked like these other players. But because I didn't go that route, everybody is a little overlooking me. He said, That's cool. I'm not bothered by it. I just I'm just saying how I said that's basically how it was. Like the gist of he was saying, like, that's cool that y'all overlooking me, but I was number one for a reason.
1: And he's actually the best fit for the Thunder. Um I don't think he's the best player in the draft. I do. <coughs> I mean, it's it's one of those time will tell things, right? Like
0: I think well it's it, also what you're looking for too. Cause Jalen Green, he matches the he has that superstar potential too, where you could he could really explode. He could really explode. So it's Cunningham. Floor. Yeah, but Cunningham, a lot of the critiques on him was the same critiques Ben Simmons had not with a sh- like the shot or anything, but the like being disinterested and not necessarily being Great at one thing, but being really good at everything. That's like a like he's a complete player. He's really good at a lot of things, and he is good. And I'm not I'm not hating on K Cunningham in any way, shape, or form. He can't. He I definitely believe he's going to be a star in this league. My thing is i like, I'm cool with K Cunningham being there. Like if you want to say K Cunningham is one, Jalen Green two, Jalen Green one, K Cunningham two, I am cool with that. My. St- Where I draw the line is when they start talking about other guards going off the board before Jalen Green, a.k.a. Jalen Hugs. Why is he over Jalen Green? Can somebody tell me that? Because he's a point guard. Can somebody tell me why (laughs) he is over Jalen Green? It doesn't make any sense. He's a point guard. People talk about – Huh? He's a point guard. I don't care. Jalen Green came out when he was in high school. He was listed as a point guard. Jalen Green, K. Cunningham, and hold what's hold stop, stop. Suggs were all no, listed no, stop, at point guard. No, stop,
1: stop, because Russell Westbrook was a shooting guard. So, do you think Jalen Green's? Oh, and all Russell Westbrook an apology. Do you think Jalen Green is a point guard in the NBA? B-
0: no, nah, he's definitely a okay, two guard. Okay. And if he is a point guard, if he's a point guard, he's a score first point guard. That's lethal. But that and I'm cool. Okay, but I'm saying I say I didn't say I said a guard position at the guard position why is somebody else over, why is Suggs over him? I I just couldn't, everyone I've asked, everyone talks about like, oh, they talk about that shot he hit. And I'm like, that's cool. He's had a lot of, like he had, he's had a lot of good moments. He's also had a lot of bad moments and I'm not hating on Suggs. I'm all for Suggs. I think Suggs is going to be cool. I think Suggs has a, he's going to be an all-star. I don't think Suggs is going to be a superstar like Jalen Green. So the thing about Jalen Green is
1: Jalen Green can still bust. Suggs and this isn't me advocating Suggs over Green. I'm just giving you like risk adverse decision making with Suggs. You know you're gonna get transition play. He's fast as fuck. You know you're gonna Jalen get
0: Green's get the most athlete. like he's higher, potentially Adrian,
1: he's a top Adrian, two athlete Adrian. in that draft. Sir, sir, this is a Wendy's. Calm the fuck down. <laughs> I'm just giving you Suggs. I'm not comparing right now. I'm just telling you what I know I'm gonna get. With Suggs, I know I'm going to get defense. I know I'm going to get transition play. I know I'm going to get a secondary, at least a secondary ball handler. I know I'm going to get someone that can finish in, in in the paint. I know that's someone that can play off the ball or play on the ball. That's valuable in today's NBA. That's a combo guard. With the with Okay, the, so it, you it, wait, just described Jalen Green. Wait. You literally wait, just described Jalen Green. Wait. With the potential to be a league guard. With the pedigree of playing in the NBA's farm system, <coughs> which prior to what they want you to believe is not the G League. It's the NCAA. Because no, it's not. G League, Wait. Because the G League cannot produce talent that can compete.
0: Huh? Listen, oh, hell listen, no. Listen, 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 you are not listen, about listen, to say this right listen, now. Listen, listen, oh, listen. hell no, listen, no. Listen, listen, listen. no. No, no, I'm stopping you listen. right there. No, wait, wait. You no, no,
1: no, no. You you, you, listen, you're going to argue look something. At people. You're going to argue look something. At you're going to argue. You're going to argue something. You're going to argue Yo. something that I have not said. Let me finish. If <laughs> no, like ten okay. more words. And then you can go. I will give you the floor. Give me ten more <laughs> okay, words, okay? Go ahead. Now let me back up. <laughs> okay. The G League itself is not producing the talent that will compete in the NBA. The G League harbors talent that's not ready for the NBA yet. That 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 talent still comes from the NCAA. You understand? I'm not saying the G League does not have talent. I'm saying they are not the producer. This this year was their first year doing like the G League Select Team shit, and they they made maybe what, maybe four people that I go to the first round that's draft eligible. But that's not a farm system. That's a development system.
0: Okay, let me <laughs> let me let me go here. Again, they're, okay, they're playing against pros. It was, think of how many players off a college team that they're playing on average. Not not when they play like Kentucky or anybody. On average, when they play a college team, most of their games, most of those players, nine out of the 12 players, are not even going to make it to the G League level. On average, on the other player. Like I say, eight or nine of them not going to make it to that G League level. A, cu- a handful of them will make it like you got, you're going to have a couple that go to the NBA that can go play in the NBA, a couple that go overseas or go into the G league route. Don't go undrafted, draft or do something else. And then the rest of them are going to be four year players, graduate college, and then live a good life after that with their college degree and everything. And they can still say they play college level basketball. Congrats to them, but they are not even on that G league t- level. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, they might not be playing. You might not be playing like a K Cunningham every game, but you're not playing a K Cunningham every game, even when you play it in the NC that way. You are playing better competition. So if you're playing on average from one to 15, you're playing better competition in that in the G League. Cause you could take the top college teams and put them in the G League. And the G League teams are still pros. Those G League players play college ball. Those G League players were legit in college. So let's not let's not act like they're just not there. They're just like they're not good. So that's what I'm saying. The G League are players are pros. They're still pro players. Let me
1: apologize. Let me apologize really to the Gatorade League. I apologize. My intent was not to... Oh, my up. God.
0: So they're playing better competition. <laughs> and I could understand if you said, let's say, he's playing, he played blah, 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 and he plays subpar. That's Think not, about this for a second. not what Think I'm about saying. about this for a
1: second.
0: I'm just saying, no, no, I, I get what you're saying with the farm system. I'm saying, but it would make sense if he wasn't playing, like, good competition. you like, okay, yeah, they're not producing people, but they still got pros there. But... Unlike, think about how many players go overseas and try. And I'm sorry for that. We had some tef- technical difficulty. But as I was saying, in the G League, like you think about how many, or when people go overseas and they play. Think of how they play and how everything like that. They come back in the draft, and you see them. They have, like, subpar numbers. you like, they have bad efficiency. They don't really put up too many numbers because they're playing pro-level players. And you're like, oh, so their numbers usually, they're usually sitting on a bench. They're usually not putting up great numbers or anything like that. But Jalen Green went over there, and a lot of people had doubts on how well he'd be able to play there. And he averaged 18, 4, and 3. Average a steal and a half and still, like, shot. Really, he, he didn't shoot, like, lethal from three, but he shot 36.5%, and that was the knock on him. People were like, we're not exactly sure, because he's supposed to be one of the best scorers in this draft. Because, like, that's what Kay Cunningham has the all-around game. Jalen Green is the elite, like, level scorer in this draft. So they're kind of like, okay, well, we don't know if his scoring is actually going to take place. Because, yeah, he's crazy athletic, but what if his three-pointer doesn't, like, Like, you know, developing everything. He showcased that he can shoot the three. He showcased he can be poised, slow the game. He can do different things. And playing against pros and playing with pros and getting coached in in that little development league, which is supposed to develop them and be ready for the NBA, I think he's going to come back into the – when he comes in, like, five years down, he's going to develop faster than Kay Cunningham and the rest of them. Like, five years into the thing, Where he's at versus where they are, I I predict he's going to be further along. That's just my opinion. I also believe if Jalen Green would have went to college, he would still be ranked the number one player coming out. It would be between him and Kay Cunningham. It wouldn't, like, Suggs wouldn't even be in that conversation. It would be him and Kay Cunningham. But because he decided not to, it is what it is.
1: It's not even pre-draft season right now, bro. He might still end up being the number one player. You never know.
0: Yeah, because we haven't even seen the workouts and everything. But that was just my thing. My whole thing is people are taken away from him. Like, people are, like, saying because he didn't play in the NCAA, he can't be. Right. I feel like this, this is how I feel. It's a prisoner of the moment thing. Think they, didn't, of, they didn't have
1: eyes like, on him, man.
0: Yeah, that's the thing. Like, it's a prisoner of the moment. You didn't have eyes on him. The G League games, they, were, they only streamed a couple of their games. It was, like, on, like, Twitch. So you had to watch it, and it was like at like 2 in the afternoon. Most people are at work, so you only get to see clips and stuff like that. Like I said, that's why I was trying to say the prisoner of the moment thing. A lot of people's draft, everyone knows, their draft, they shoot up during the NCAA tournament. You could play, like, whatever during the regular season, but if you play well in the NCAA tournament, people will be like, okay, that's what they remember you for, and they're going to be a prisoner of the moment, and that's where you're going to be. That's what I feel like a lot of this draft is prisoner of the moment because think of – um. Steph and Dame last year. Think of Steph and Dame last year. Do you remember when Steph – I mean, Dame was balling out and everything, and everybody was like, oh, I don't know if Steph can hoop like this. I don't know if Steph can shoot like this. Like, Dame really might be the best – like, he was – people were talking about Dame might be the best point guard. Dame might be the best shooter in the league. You remember all the talks. That everybody was chatting. Yeah, they were prisoner at the moment Steph was out and Dame was there. Steph came back and he struggled those first couple of games, and people were like, "Oh, see, we told you Dame was better." Then Steph Curry had to remind niggas who the he was, and that's what Jalen Green gonna do. He gonna remind everybody who he is. Trust me, I'm on the Jalen Green like, like the Jalen Green train the whole way. I'm rocking with him the whole way. So if he, if he ball out and he like turns out great, I'm rocking with him. If he turns out to a bust, I just was wrong. But I'm rocking with him the whole way. Keep put that on record. I'm saying Jalen Green gonna be the best player coming out of this draft. No, no doubt about it. That's why I'm putting it. I'm buying all the Jalen Green stock there is.
1: I really enjoy Junk John, John Harrison on the podcast. <laughs> it's like your your old uncle side comes out, man. Like this is like barbershop talk coming from you. I'm not used to it. You're normally so quiet and reserved. Um
0: oh. I try to stay professional.
1: Jalen Greenstock got it. Hopefully he comes to OKC, man. I, I have this fear of like there's I have two fears actually. First one is the most obvious one. The ball now bouncing our way and we getting like going to pick six because like the the excitement drop off from like the top three picks to like the top six picks is like really drastic. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, can you go from Evan Mobley, um Kay Cunningham, Suggs, Green and them, like two yeah. like Kaminga and them. Kaminga is still solid, but then you start going like other places, like outside. Moses still, Moody
1: and shit. Like, yeah, nah, yeah,
0: like so. players that could turn up, but they're probably gonna be like a high level role player. You need role yeah. players in it. Like, you are gonna to be a high. We need a
1: centerpiece. Yeah,
0: um, you, another. Yeah, centerpiece. A centerpiece.
1: I really like SGA, but another. Yeah, centerpiece SGA or, is a hooper. Yeah, but I, so what I think about SGA and I think I said this before is, if he could take a step back from scoring, I think it'll help his progression as a point guard. Because he has, he's like he has to do too much, and he's handling it well. But I think he's a high-level – I think he's like a high-level B player than like a superstar. I think he's a star. I just don't think he's supposed to be a superstar. But who am I to limit his potential, man? If you want to go be great, bro, go do that, man. You got my full support over here. Um, but, yeah, man, and my second fear is like we get like a top three or four pick, and then Presti is like – Nah, more tanking. And then we trade that shit for like
0: I can see that. More assets. He yeah. he's gotta get more assets.
1: But see, that's it almost defeats the purpose of the tank to do that because you're trading for future picks. But you don't know what a team would like one, if they pick a cornerstone player, they may not be picking this high again. So then that future mm-hmm. pick is not gonna be a lottery pick, most likely. It's gonna probably be like a a low level lottery or you're gonna be in the twenties or some shit. Like it's gonna be I'll be depressed. But <laughs> I Here's another thing before we go. So we talked about the G League and like the exposure issues. You mentioned them playing on Twitch and shit. I know they play some games on ESPN Plus. My concern isn't really about where they show the games at the who they playing. I feel like the G League games would be more interesting if they play overseas competition.
0: What you I agree there. That? I agree there. I wanted I want to see them play like smaller competition because they're necessarily they'd have to start with somewhere like how Mexico has a, they have a protein They have pro teams in there. They have their own pro league on there. I would like them to reach out and start playing that level competition just to see how it goes. You know, just a little trial, play a couple teams and everything, add them, incorporate them into the season just to see other pro teams and then be like, okay, cool. And then eventually try to go, you know, with the Euro um leagues whenever they build up. You know the Euro League's the second best league in basketball. So it's hard to just get there. Exactly. Even though there's different levels to it and everything, you'll probably have to play on one of the smaller levels and everything with that. that's all cool and stuff. But um that's gonna be more difficult because that's gonna involve a lot more travel. Because you got to think that's yeah. overseas traveling. So if they're playing over, over in the States and then they gotta travel overseas to play a game that's kinda that's kind of more difficult. So I think they'll have to start off with like the I mean, it don't gotta be for a whole
1: season. Like just like a, like, almost like a tournament tip, to, like, just pick, like, all right, month of December, we're making a run of Europe, and we're just going to schedule mad, you call it expedition games, whatever the fuck you want to call them, we're just going to schedule mad games, and we're going we gonna to see how our talents stack up to their talent, and then from there you can gather data and just kind of figure out whether it's, like, whether they would benefit more from playing that level of competition, or just playing the, the NBA call downs that they play, you know, stateside.
0: Yeah, I'm with it. I'm all for it. I think it'd be a unique look into it. And I think it'll bring in a lot more fans into it because I've gone to a couple of G league games and it wasn't all that. Actually, I went to a G league game. And that's when I saw Seth Curry play for the first time. He was in, he was on the um, Warriors G league team and I got to see him hoop. He, it was cool seeing him in person and everything, but going into those games, like the stands are so empty like, no, no disrespect to the WNBA games, I rock with the WNBA as well, but there's, the WNBA stands are empty, and the G League stands are empty, and it felt like a WNBA game because, like, we were sitting, like, the mid-level, but the bleachers are kind of like kind of like a high school's bleachers. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. where you can just walk down to the bottom. So we were sitting in the mid-level, but you look 10 rows in front of us, there's not a single soul. So we just scooted up, and we were just like, nobody's here anyway. We scooted up, went all the way to, like, damn near courtside and just sat there because, like, nobody's in there. Like, nobody was there, and this was – and you still look at those games now, it's like there, there's nobody there. Yeah. So I think that would bring exposure to the league, playing those overseas teams or playing anything like that, like those little tournaments, because you have their fan base there just to see how they play against the Americans. And, like, even though it's a smaller tier of Americans, you still see how they play. And you could bring – that could be a selling point over here because we're like, oh, we get to see so-and-so play them or X, Y, and Z. Like, there just needs to be another way for them to bring in revenue and bring in fans into the G League yeah. because otherwise nobody's going to want to really watch those games and they're going to stay how it is.
1: Yeah, the same the same way that the NBA like players try and promote like the WNBA and shit, shout out to them for doing that, they're the same way they should be promoting the G League shit, and you know? I mean – It's it's some good level competition going on down to those games. I watched a couple on ESPN Plus, and, I mean, it's good shit. It's just I never know when they fucking play, and I got to stumble across it, and that's just the problem. But I I hope hopefully with, like, this select team shit, like when we see more high-profile players go down there, like we'll want to watch those games just to see, like, you know, the young crop of exciting players play. I think if LaMelo had went to the G League, that would have been – that would have been some shit. They gotta catch somebody like that. That's got like a following of like Yeah,
0: that's you know what they what thought they were getting with Jalen Green, but Jalen Green wasn't the he doesn't have that appeal that LaMelo had as like he was the number one player, but he nobody really, you know, they're not rocking with him like that. Like, like the number one player in high school, like the number one senior, uh, Chet. Nobody's like heck, he's the number one player in high uh, uh out of all the seniors. But if he were to go to the G League, they'd be like, oh, yeah, the number one player back-to-back years going to the G League. Nobody would really care because his fan base isn't there. If somebody like Imani Bates went or Mikey Williams or Bronny or somebody like that, like a big name, they don't have to be the highest rank. Like, like Bronny's not the highest rank. He's not that highly ranked. He's I think he fell out of the top, like, 25 now because when he got hurt. And so you get a name like that, just the name alone is going to bring fans in. So you get somebody like that, I feel like they'll be straight. Like when um, Leangelo was be- supposed to play for the OKC Blue, but then that was when COVID happened and the season got cut short, there was people like raving over on social media. People were like, we want to see him. We want to see like Jello play. But obviously COVID happened, so we didn't get to see him play.
1: I was not one of those people. <laughs>
0: Uh, <laughs> he was OKC blue. He was gonna ball out over there and then OKC was gonna bring him up to the main squad. We're gonna be out there. He's gonna be out there shooting that thing, being, you know, we're gonna be no out worries. there, man. Y'all no y'all worries. not <laughs> He said no he wasn't. Nah. I mean, hey. Y'all wanna bring in more fans, especially since y'all tanking anyway. Y'all should have brought Jello in just to be out there. Them
1: OKC Cause. fans is loyal, bro. They gonna fill out the stadium regardless. Yeah, they that's love, true. They love them players.
0: yeah, so but damn, um I'm actually still getting tired, so I'm about to go ahead and cut this off. We're gonna we're gonna we can come back next time. Um thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Afgeeks Podcast. Always, always, always remember to respect women, respect the queens out there. We love y'all. We always gonna rock with y'all, support y'all. But most importantly, remember to respect yourself. Cause simping ain't pimping.